I wish you guys could see what I'm seeing right now because I'm seeing like Karen and Case and Connor out here just jamming to this music. They love this bumper music. They're playing air guitar down here and everything. Man, we're going to have to start recording video on these podcasts. Oh, no, we won't. Why not? Over my dead body. That was one of the things that Karen said. She's like, "Is I'll do a podcast with you as long as we don't have to do any video. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah, it is. Being a girl, you got to do your hair and your makeup and look presentable. No, I don't know how it is. I know. I've I've never been a girl. You look like a girl. Hey. Oh, <laughs> burn from case. <laughs> Solid burn branch. Name that movie. Name that movie. Solid burn branch. <laughs> Trolls. Hey. I wasn't asking you. It was for the viewers. <laughs> My goodness. We're going to have to do like a better rehearsal if you guys are just going to go off like that and spoil all the like little nuggets. Speaking of nuggets, and the, the guys, the guys, the guys, there's a, there's a, there's a guy who reached out to me and he said, Hey, can you like interject a little Easter egg or a little nugget in here into, into your videos or your podcast or something? And it was, ha- it happened just before the holidays when they reached out to me and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll try to do that. And then I totally forgot all about it. Well, then in our last podcast, apparently I said something about like, um, like giving it the beans or whatever. And that was what these guys wanted me to drop into a podcast or a video. And I just did it organically. I forgot all about trying to get it in there. <laughs> and then they had two emails in my inbox this morning. And they're like, yeah, thanks so much for dropping those Easter eggs in there. That was so that was so cool. And I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, did I miss something? And then I look at the next email. And it was another guy saying, like, that was so sweet. Did my friend get to you? You know? And I'm like, what is going on? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so anyways, that's the Easter egg of us. Giving her the beans today. What are we talking about? This is the four. This is the Monday morning mechanic. That's why you're here, right, Karen? Oh yeah, that's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> that, that's the reason why we're here. It's Saturday night. We watched the race last night, and then we did. We went back through, watched the press conference just now, right, Case? Yep. Yeah, we watched the press conference. What did you learn in the press conference? Uh, not really much. I learned that Barsha was super sick. That's what I learned. Serious? We didn't know that. He looked awful. You could tell that he was sick before he even opened his mouth. Yeah, he did not look well, but he still rode really well. We'll super get to that. Super pale, runny nose, droopy eyes. Poor guy. Droopy eye guy. Yeah, so we... we this this evening, we went through, watched the post-race press conference, which they finally put out for last week. By the t- We needed that post-race press conference last week, and they never uploaded it. So at least they're on the ball this time. So they finally got that, that thing going here. I got to turn the heater off on my legs. I'm like, why am I so hot? And it's because the heater, my little electric heater thing is, is still on. I just got it turned off. So Monday morning, mechanic. You'll be listening to this on Monday morning because I know all you guys are subscribing to this thing and you're getting the notifications on your phone and you're hitting it at like 7 a.m. <laughs> I guarantee you everyone is doing that. But let's, uh, yeah, so what are we at? St. Louis. Karen and I were going to go to this race, maybe, um, mm-hmm. but we decided it's St. Louis in January. Eh, Arizona girl here. Arizona. I'm not about that life. <laughs> Cold. Yeah, because I think it was snowing there. At yeah, least outside. it looked like in the video or whatever yeah and, and karen's like a pit gal she wants to run around the pits and get autographs and give high fives and stuff so she... <laughs> right i love the pits it's fun it's, there's an energy out there it's fun yeah it is fun so st louis we decided not to go but we're gonna go next week to anaheim too right oh yeah 
Are you excited about that? I'm so excited. What? We what, leave in just a few days. What, I'm going to get packed tomorrow, I think. I'm what's so the? What are you most... We shouldn't do this because we need to talk about St. Louis. But what are you most excited about for going to A2? Well, I was just talking to one of my friends, and I think it's the sounds and the smells. You know, that racing fuel and you said you said smell, You said smelling the two-stroke to me the other day, and I was I like... I just said the wrong one. <laughs> like, I wish we were smelling two-stroke. <laughs> smelling that race gas, though, the alcohol. Not the alcohol you're thinking. I'm talking about the ethanol alcohol, like the alcohol and the fuel and whatever else. Yeah, so I'm excited about the smells of that and also just the fun. It's exciting. I lose my voice because I'm out there screaming and hollering at my faves. You know, that kind of stuff. Your faves like uh, in the 250s. Who's your favorite Who's your favorite in the 250 right now, Karen? Oh, man. The 250s. 250 West. Those 250s. Um... I'm going to say Justin Cooper and Why? Christian Craig. I know he had some struggles, but those are my favorites. What what uh, what did what happened to Christian Craig? I think he had to leave the race, right? He didn't finish? Yeah, something was wrong with his bike. I can't remember what it was. He's Looks on like, one of those red bikes. Is is he is he on the Dungy team? I think he is, right? I don't know, but was he the one that went out into the pits and it was like a Lightning McQueen where he like went out there and they fixed something and he went back on to the Onto the race. I think was that, that was Dylan Ferrandis that did that. Oh yeah, maybe that was it. Or was that Jay Lawrence? Shoot, we don't Jet know. Jet Lawrence. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Jet Lawrence and Christian Craig are on that uh, team that Dungy is a part owner in now. I'm pretty sure of that. The nice thing about this podcast is you you can't quote me on that because I'm not like a certified board member of the press or whatever, and so I can just say whatever <laughs> say whatever I want. But I think. I think that, that that Jet Lawrence and Christian Craig are on that Honda team that uh, um, Ryan Dungey is part owner in. So we'll just talk about like top five in, in that uh, 250 West Main. You had Austin Forkner. That was kind of like his hometown uh, race. He said he'd been going there for a long time. He lives on the other side of the state, according to him. I don't know exactly where he's from. Actually, it probably says Missouri it native. right on here. Richards, Missouri. Is that what it yep, says? Richards. Yeah, I'm going to have to print out two of these things next time. <laughs> Because every time I go to read it, you pick it up, and, and then I'm like, I can't read it. So I think <laughs> I think he's from Richards, which is on the other side of the state. But it was good to see him get his hometown race. There, he had like a hundred people there. It sounded like, and then Justin Cooper. So what do you like? What do you like about Justin Cooper, Karen? I mean, he got second. I don't know. I he's first in the point standing though. Right. I don't know. I just think he's just a genuine guy. Like, I think he's a good guy, it seems like, from what I've seen and when we met him. And I don't know. We met I him? Don't, yeah, I don't know Austin Forkner that well. You're not a fan of Austin Forkner, are you? I don't know. I like Austin Forkner. You just you just like Austin Forkner because he wins. No. Is that it? In case. Partially, but. Do you think you'd like Austin Forkner if he was finishing like 15th every week? I don't know. I, I got a hundred bucks that says no. <laughs> Probably not because I wouldn't really like like pay attention to him. Yeah, I, I doubt it either. I doubt it also. And then bro, and then J Brandon Hart Hartramp. I don't know how to pronounce Brandon's last name, but he gets three consonants in a row. That's struggles. Yeah, he ended up with his first podium in third place, which is pretty cool. Um, it's fun to hear him talk about that at the press conference. Alex Martin in fourth. Uh, Jet Lawrence gets his gets fifth. I think Jet is only like. 16 years old, I think is what they said. And the cool thing about Jet is he was riding a good race. He was actually holding on to Forkner's pace for, I don't know, like a significant portion of the race. 
I think he might have gotten the whole shot or something like that. He was right out there in the in the lead or yeah. in first, second, or third, and then Austin Fortner got around him, and Jet Lawrence was just hanging on to him until he had kind of a little bit of a problem. He crashed or he had a, t- a mix up with somebody or something. I don't know. It didn't go exactly the way that he wanted, but I mean, to get a top five in like his second, you know, Supercross race, I thought was pretty phenomenal. Uh, what what happened with Dylan Ferrandis, Karen? I, I, he there was there was an issue. Did you see what happened with him? Oh no, I didn't see what happened with him. I should do more research when we do these podcasts. He en- sorry. He, he ended up in twelfth, <laughs> which was a, it, it kind of took a, a big hit to his point standings. Um, but he ended up in 12th down there. I don't know exactly. It seemed like he was having maybe some bike problems or he got into a mix up or something with somebody. He, and you were right. He had to come over into the pits. And so kind of a tough, now fourth in this point standing. Yeah. Tough break for Dylan, but I mean, he, he can bounce back for sure. Cause what did, what did he, what did he qualify? Dylan Ferrandez qualified. I guess he only qualified eighth. So he wasn't that great. Christian Craig was the was the number one qualifier, followed by Austin Forkner. So Dylan just maybe was having an off day yesterday. Not not the greatest, right? It happens. It happens. So then in the four fifties, this is this is the part this is the part that we all wanted to get to. I'm sorry it took us like nine and a half minutes to get here. Oh, but man. Karen, why don't you tell us what happened in the four fifties? Putting it on me, huh? Jiminy crickets. Okay. <clears throat> so we had a fun, fun hooting and hollering in our living room last night because um, Ken Roxon he really pulled it together and he uh, finally got his win, and we were just so excited because he has been um, just roller coaster with his health and his injuries and getting a cadaver part and all of the things, and it just kind of came full circle, and he got his his win, and that was so fun. We were. Screaming and hollering. That was fun. It was kind of fun that they were showing his wife. Is it Courtney? Yeah, is that what Courtney. her name is? Mm-hmm. Courtney, uh, we don't know Courtney at all. But, I feel like I know her. But we... I follow we, her on Instagram. You do? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. She, she's, <laughs> she's a Utah gal. Yep. Cedar City. Cedar City or Parowan or something down there. And obviously, uh, Ken Roxon has a house down there somewhere in St. George, Washington, Santa Clara, Ivans. I, I don't know exactly. He's just kind of in that St. George, greater St. George area. I know he ends up riding a bunch out in Warner Valley. People that I know have bumped into him out there in Warner Valley. Even I didn't bump into him. This We were down there. We were down there at Warner Valley in Santa Clara just this last week, and I was so ticked off that I didn't bump into Kenny Boy. That would have been sweet. That would have been sweet, but it was so awesome to see. I, I agree with Karen. It was so awesome to see him kind of get the monkey off his back. And he was so smooth on the bike. It was fun because he jumps out there, um, and uh, he just rode smooth. And he and he was, I think it was Zach Osborne got yeah, the whole Zach shot. Yeah, Zach was first. And and Ken is right there behind him. And uh, as much as I as much as I love Zach Osborne, you could tell that he was kind of holding Ken back a little bit. And then Ken kind of put a pretty aggressive pass on, on Zach Osborne. He even like, apologized I, when he won. He's like, sorry about that, buddy. But, but I, I had to I do had it. to do it. He's like, I, I, had, ha- to I had to get in front. <laughs> I had to get in front and then pull away. And here's the thing I'm thinking. I'm hoping that this is just like a, you know, a sign of things to come. Yeah. Because he has, he has the skill. He has the fitness. He has the drive. Who's to say he can't start clicking those things off? And he and his wife, Courtney, they showed on TV that they were both crying, you know, with the win. And that just shows you how much is behind the scenes, putting it all together and making a win happen. 
Yeah, it was it was just awesome. I there's very, I mean, there's all you you have all these comeback stories in all of sports and everything, and, and I don't want to compare anyone or like diminish what other people do, but it is it is, I think, worthwhile to say that this is one of the bigger comebacks in sports. I mean, imagine if you know Tom Brady had to have a complete like shoulder overhaul or whatever, and you know have new parts put in there and his arm was infected so badly that uh they were going to amputate it that's what happened to ken roxon or some some pitcher i mean like you know some pitcher in baseball i'm gonna date myself because i can't remember any of the pictures but (laughs) the only pictures that's coming to mind is like randy johnson randy johnson or greg maddox (laughs) or tom glavin you know john smoltz i'm I'm naming all the braves pitchers from the late 1990s but like if you had if if they had an issue like that where all of a sudden you know their arm was going to come off and then they come back you know it's pretty cool it's it's a pretty cool thing to see him push through that adversity and then get that. And the thing that stands out the most to me about Ken Roxon is just how smooth he looks on the bike. He, yeah. he just, he doesn't look like he's overworking it, right? He's looking more polished. Absolutely. And then Justin Barsha, our points leader still, because Justin Barsha gets second place in this race. So he holds on to the points lead. Um, that was pretty cool. And he was sick. We learned that in the press, in the press conference after the race that he was sick. He was not feeling well. Maybe you know, he was hanging out with Cooper Webb. Yeah, these between Cooper, <laughs> between Cooper, Justin, and uh, Zach Osborne, they all need to stop like making out or something because why would they all be sick? They're just coughing on each other. I doubt they're making out. <laughs> yeah, probably not. They think they're all married or something. Anyway, I, I'm sure that they have better options to make out with than each other. But yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to see that he. <laughs> it's got weird fast. <laughs> This is where I go. I'm, I'm so I'm, sorry to everyone out there. <laughs> I'm just thinking about these boys. So Justin Barsha gets his second place. Jason Anderson is in third. So Karen, do you think Jason Anderson is going to be a contender this year? Case. Or Case? Case, do you think Jason's going to be a contender now? Now that he, he got his, his first podium of the season? No, not really. I don't think he's going to be he's a fourth contender. fourth in the points lead, though. Yeah, but I feel like he's going to get like... He's going to be like one of those guys that gets like fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh. I think he's going to be up there. I think he's going to be in in the hunt a little bit. Because now now he doesn't have any pressure on. He also said he had no drama in his last couple of races. So he's he's been decent. Yeah, and he wasn't that far. And chill. That's his word. He's chill. He's chill. He's just chill. And he wasn't <laughs> He wasn't that far behind Ken. I mean, Ken had a great race, and Justin, like Ken in number one, in first place, Justin in second, and Jason in third, They that's where they were most of the race, I believe. You know? The other thing that was cool about Ken Roxon is he qualified number one. I mean, think about that. He qualified one. He finishes one. Well, wasn't it Cinturillo? It says it right here. He qualified number one. Ken Roxon qualified number one. This is the official thing. So seeing Cirilla qualified second. So he was the first oh. in the other heat. Yeah. Okay. So when uh, Ellie Tomac, I mean Eli Tomac, <laughs> he gets a fourth place. That's good, right? Yeah. For a guy who's supposed to go out there and win and be the fastest on the track, not that good. But That's right. Because generally speaking, you'd say no one's faster than Eli Tomac, right? Got to be careful because Connor's behind me, and he, at one point, was a humongous Eli fan. So, but here's the thing: my buddy Kevin texted me last night, and he's like, 
well, at least I want uh, Kevin or Eli Tomac is probably happy right now that he has a lot more points at this point than he did at last, at, you know, this point of last season. Right. Cause he, in years past, Eli Tomac has had, you know, lower points at the beginning of the season and then he yeah. fights his way back up and he comes on strong. He, yeah. He comes on strong. My, my thought with Eli Tomac, and I've had this thought for a long time is that, okay, it, I don't think anyone is going to argue with me that he's the fastest rider. When he's on, no one, he's can, on. Yeah, no one can beat for him. Sure. The only person that can beat Eli Tomac when he's on is himself. No, <laughs> no, no one can touch him, right? Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, there, sure. As long, when he's on, it didn't matter who was out there. No one is going to beat Eli, Eli Tomac. And my thought is, he's right, when he, so we, if he's riding 100%, he's, he's good to go. Problem is, you can't ride at 100% without crashing. I just don't think you can. I think what you have to do is figure out how to ride at like 90 to 95% like of your... Like dungy. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think like if you want to win, you've got to figure out how to ride at 90% of your ability because 80% of your ability is probably not fast enough. You won't keep anybody and behind you. And 100 is too dangerous. And Yeah. And 100 <laughs> is too much. Risky. Because you'll end up, you know, crashing, pushing away. And so for me, I feel like what these, of course, I'm not a motorcycle, a motor, like the coach or anything, but just from the layman's perspective, dial, boiling it down, I think they have to learn how to ride at somewhere between 90 and 95%. And I think that that's probably really hard. Yeah. What do you think, Case? Yep, I think the same thing. Because you're either you're either just kind of like going through the motions at seventy five percent, or you're going like all the way. And there, you, what you need to do is figure out a middle ground behind there. And some of those guys have been able to do that. And I think Tomac is really just trying to find that groove because he knows, and he's had a bunch of people telling him, like, buddy, you don't have to go out there and win all of these races. You can win. You you could win seven, eight, nine races this year and still lose the championship like you've done for the last several. You need to figure out how to podium every time, and and you don't have to win every time. Just be consistent. Like literally, if 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 Eli Tomac got a second place every week, he'd probably win the championship. And we saw that from Dungey a few years ago. You know what I mean? You just need to finish on the podium. And I think for him, he's trying to figure out that balance of how do I not race at my full potential but also not just be in sixth place. And so fourth place, I, I'm not worried at all for Eli. Maybe Eli you should Tomac. just go tell Eli, you know, tell him your thoughts. I'm just, I'm just going to send him a text when we get done with the podcast and be like, hey, Eli, I, I figured it out. You need to ride at 90% of your, of your ability. And if you can just lock it in at 90%, you're golden boy. <laughs> Don't tell him that. We've got Kenny boy that we want to win. Hey, so. <laughs> but wouldn't that be awesome if, if you had a, a rivalry between red and green this year? You know, if you had if you had Ken Roxon and Eli Tomac battling it out, that would be good for the sport. These guys are these guys are at the end. These guys are at the end of their career. Connor, if you want to say something, you're gonna have to get a mic. Otherwise, no. you're gonna have to stop. You're gonna have to stop bugging your mom. <laughs> I'm the mom of four kids. I get bugged all the day. Yeah, it's mom. Good. Mom's over there pulling her headphones off. Connor, if you got something to say, you got to step up to the mic. You got something to say? He's on. Nope. Connor's not like, anymore. No, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> not after that. So I don't think there's any problem with Eli. I think he's he's just getting this dialed in, and he's in a better position right now than he was last year. Okay? Zach Osborne in fifth. What'd you guys think? He got the whole shot. I wish... Well, he, I think I said this last podcast, but 
you like can't catch a break. But th- for this week, and I'm pretty sure last week he got a good whole shot. I mean, he got a good start, and he like ended up fourth, fifth, and third, and I think that's pretty good. Yeah, well, and Zach Zach Osborne got the whole shot. That was fun to see. And when he was kind of up there uh, in first and second, between you know him and uh, Ken Roxon kind of swapping, I'm like, I would be happy if if they finished just like this. If Roxon was one and Zach Osborne was two, that would be sweet. I just love the way that Zach, the passion that he rides with. Um, He's got heart. He does. He does have heart. Malcolm Stewart. It would be fun to see him. I mean, he got sixth. It'd be fun to see him. You know start to contend for some of these podiums. That, that guy, he was whooping it through the whoops. <laughs> he, that was so fun to watch him just pass people like yeah. child's play. There, uh, there was one whoop section where they showed where he passed two people in the whoops. It's like he's running on like a straight flat thing and everyone's running on like actual whoops. Seems yeah. like. Yeah. And then Adam C. and Cirillo, he wasn't able to back up his uh, his ride from last week. Um, he kind of had that one little, that, uh, <laughs> that one, well, so there was, there was a deal where Osborne is leading Cianciarillo and Cianciarillo passes Osborne. And then Zach says, hold on there, big guy. I'm uh, not going to let you, I'm not going to let that happen. And, and Osborne takes the spot back. Well, then a few laps later, Cianciarillo puts a masterful pass on Zach Osborne and uh, but then he ends up dropping back. I can't remember exactly what happened. How uh, Osborne ended up finishing in front of Cincerillo. It's one of those. It was probably like another one of those little mental lapses. And I think that's going to be the issue for Cincerillo. We saw we saw it through his 250 career. He is an extremely talented rider, extremely fast. I mean, because what he qualified, he qualified second. You know, so we know he's got the speed. It's just does he have the consistency? That's the question. Yeah. We don't know. Question mark. I'm rooting for him, though. I think he's a cool guy. Yeah. I like him. He's definitely, he's definitely, I would say between him and Ken Roxon, they're probably the coolest guys there. Did and you watch those videos on Instagram? And the two of them. You showed, you showed me oh, the yeah, videos. Oh, yeah. The ones where they're pushing each other over. <laughs> yeah. How do people go find that? I think it that's was, Ken Roxon. Uh, let me look it up. You talk. So yeah, they had they did a kind of a, a funny little spoof video because Ken Roxon and uh, Adam Cinzarello kind of train together, and so they 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 have some banter going back and forth, which is kind of fun. Um, moving down the list, uh, Cooper Webb he finished there in twelfth. It looks like um, he was still super sick. I mean, we had Justin Brayton ahead of him, Blake Baggett ahead of him, Aaron Plessinger, Justin Hill, and Cooper Webb ends up in twelfth place. And so he was still really sick. I think he's got, they said he has some sort of a lung infection. Would that mean that he has pneumonia, Karen? Well, it depends if it's a bacterial or, um, or not because bacterial is an infection, right? So it could be bronchitis or something like that too. What, what a, what a tough break though, to have that happen at the beginning of the season. I'm not, I'm not saying when like, your heart's pounding that fast as it does for these writers. Like you have to have. All your lung, lung capacity. Yeah, and, and so. like lung capacity is the most important thing at this point, right? Okay, so I found it on Instagram. It's Ken Roxon 94 and it was a post on December 30th. So you can scroll down, and it's called Great Minds Think Alike, and it's just like 30, 40 seconds long, yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, so we're like, they're teasing each other. Like, Sanjay uh, pushes starts. him yeah. on the start right before the gate dropped. Yeah, it's funny. And like, 
Roxanne's like tapping him on the shoulder, and then Roxanne's like blasting him with that dirt. Yeah. So uh, going back to Cooper, um, I mean, he he qualified seventh, and then this time he finishes in twelfth. Last week he qualified fourteenth and finishes in like fifth or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. He might have finished in third. I, I can't remember. The point the point is last week he qualified bad and he he finished better. This he week third. he this week he finished he qualifies a little better than last week but ends up coming backwards and ending up 12th. If he that's that's got if he wants to have a chance at this at this season, um he's that's got to be his worst day. So hopefully he can get better and get uh, feeling feeling all right. Um Vince Freezy in 14th. Now, why would I say why would I even bring up Vince Freezy? It was because in the press conference Post-race press conference, Ken Roxon said something about like having roadblocks in front of him at the beginning of a race. And I'm sitting there thinking he has to be talking about Vince Freezy because Vince Freezy gets good starts and he's been up there forever. Like Vince Freezy is almost always money on the starts. And he like Ken Roxon wouldn't have been talking about Zach Osborne because Zach Osborne has a title and they were battling back and forth. And Vince Freezy is one of the best starters in the business. But he can't, I mean... He can't maintain it. He can't maintain it. And I think, I think Ken Roxon put a shot across the bow saying, like, he was a roadblock. Right? What did you think, Karen? I don't know. Well, I didn't pick up on it the first time. Then we had to rewind it and start it again. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he is digging. But he didn't want to rat anyone out to they, be respectful. Yeah, they <laughs> so. said, like, do you want to name any names? And he's like, no, I can't. No. But he's he not, turns away from the mic. But he's funny. not he's not gonna name out, you know, because Justin Brayton's up there a lot, but there's no way he's gonna like drop that on Justin Brayton because that's his teammate. Mm-hmm. Had to be Vince Freezy that they were talking about. And Justin Brayton did good. I was so excited for him. He yeah. was holding it good for a while. Yeah. Brayton yeah. Brayton's the man. I like Brayton. And then last but not least, who we'll probably talk about, uh Chad Reed. He does not he did not finish the race. Chad, um, I mean, he had to go to the last chance qualifier, LCQ, again, just to get into the main. And then it looked like he was having a problem with the bike because he only put in, um, how many laps did he do? He only put in, actually, maybe he did finish. He might He might have finished the race. Either way, he finished in 22nd or 21st place. So he qualified 21 and he he got 21st position. So... Not a great thing for him, but he's just kind of pumping up those race starts, you know. So, well, anyway. we found out about the twenty-two from Anaheim one that was in the it was burned the in dirt. the ground. Yeah, and about the Lamborghini, they, they lit the the twenty-two rocks on fire. Yeah, that's neat. So they we're did. gonna so we're gonna be down there at A two this week. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're down there, if you see me and my wife Karen come up and. Uh, Give us a f- high five, shake her, shake her hands. I'll take pictures. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll be the photographer. You'll, you mean you'll take pictures with them? I would actually prefer. Oh no, that. of me, of you. <laughs> I would prefer that if we, if if they just no got pictures. My picture. If they just got pictures with you, I'd oh, prefer that. Goodness Kay. gracious! So that's our uh, Monday morning mechanic episode for St. Louis. So Anaheim, here we come. Anaheim, here we come. Holler. Case, are you excited that mom and dad are going to go to Anaheim without you? Yeah. You're excited that we're going to go without you? No, but... I'm excited we're going. Yeah. Excited for Cooper Webb to hopefully win it. Yeah, Coop Dog. I don't don't think Cooper Webb's going to win it. I think he's going to still be trying to get over his... He's going to try to get his land legs under him. 
But I think once he does, as long as he can get him under him quick, I think he can make a run for it again. He just cannot have another race like that where he's in 12th. If he, get, if he gets two of those things, I don't think he can do it for the season as far as for the championship. You know what I mean? I'm so. rooting for Roxon. Yeah. That's what I'm rooting for. Roxon, Cooper Webb, and Zach Osborne. I think Roxon. Roxon Adam seems real low. I'm rooting for him too. Yeah, if we could, oh, if yeah. we could get Adam and Ken up there in, in uh, Anaheim, that'd yeah. be awesome. So Sweet dog. Maybe, are you going to try to get uh, Ken's, have you ever gotten Ken's autograph? Um, I don't think I got his don't autograph. We have pi- we, don't we, we have, have pictures, pictures with, with Karen, like Kaylee, Kaylee and Ken? Uh-huh, taking, but we didn't get his again. autograph or anything. Maybe I'll try to score why, that for her. Why did we not get his autograph if we were the taking pictures? The line was too long, I think. So well, how do we, we score the picture We then? made it to Ken Roxon. We waited for like an hour on something. <laughs> We got this music going. We got to hang it up. The truth, the truth is, I don't usually stand in lines for the autographs. I go, I go walking around. But Karen is such a good mom. She's standing in line with the kids to get autographs. Fun. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. We will uh, see you guys, at least some of you, down at uh, A2, and then we'll be back and do our Monday morning mechanic, having our Monday morning podcast, having been there. That'll Hot be, dog. That'll be pretty sweet. Okay. <laughs> Leave a single track, guys. Later. <laughs> 